Welcome back to another episode of Being at Work. Today's guest experienced a pivotal moment when her department and her team member were recognized by the business, which affirmed the strategic brand she worked so hard to create over 10 years. Carrie Baird is the Director of Human Resources at Legends, but what you really need to know about Carrie is how she led grassroots efforts to create this award-winning strategic brand. She told her team, if it's a good idea, let's take it and run with it and empowered them to experiment and the risks paid off. Listen in as we talk about simplifying HR, being willing to try new things and asking for forgiveness when things don't go as planned. Check it out. I did not start out with a love of HR. Uh, That was not my career path uh, that I thought I was going to pursue. I actually was in retail operations while I was in college, and I was studying English and psychology of all things. But the combination of them are actually very suited for the HR world. And also understanding just an audience and taking a kind of a concept that isn't familiar to people and being able to break that down and explain it so that you understand it. And so um, it's worked well for me. But yeah, I so I started um, in my HR role. My first role was a uh, recruiting role and then uh, just kept piece by piece adding some uh, little bit of employee relations and then training and then, you know, all of the things in HR along the way before, you know, being in in a leadership role. And I've been in a leadership role for uh, several years now. Excellent. Good. Well, and I know you have such a strong team orientation. When I asked you about your pivotal moment, you talked a lot about your team and the work that all of you had done. There was one particular, there's an organization in particular that you were working in to, to create a strategic brand. And I know that's something you're really proud of. I was with Lid Sports Group for uh, 13 years. And, uh, you know, I think retail companies in particular have a really strong focus on what their brand is. And so there's a sense of brand in retail for sure. And then it was developing that employer brand. And, you know, again, it's leadership 101, but you start to add people to your team that, you know, are a lot smarter and even better in certain areas than yourself. And then all of a sudden you start to put gas on the fire and really start to see impact in those organizations. So that was definitely built over time, but for sure the team is uh, 100%, you know, the reason why the employer brand became so strong. Well, and I know there was this particular moment that it was affirmed to you, oh gosh, the work that we've done has paid off. Yeah, it was about, I would say maybe, uh, you know, 10, the 10 year mark. And one of my employees on the team was not only nominated for employee of the year for the entire company, but also our department was nominated as as department of the year. And considering that HR really is a support role, they operate in the shadows, they're not in the spotlight. Uh, we're not revenue, we're not sexy, you know, we're not revenue generating, we're, we're there to help people. So the fact that um, the organization, the entire company was recognizing the, the hard work that we were doing, I mean, was truly a reflection of uh, our team's efforts 100%, but also that's how I knew. I knew that, uh, okay, you know, we're, we're on the 
the right path, all of these things that we've worked towards are now coming to fruition. Yeah, of the hundreds of employees to choose from, I mean, HR was highlighted in that process that, yeah, no doubt that felt good. Yeah, I mean, we had a, you know, a 15 person team at the time supporting, uh, I believe, 10,000 employees. So we definitely were not the biggest by far. And we, I think we were up against our entire distribution center. So, I mean, you know, it, it was one of those things that the fact that we even got nominated, but we did not win overall. However, um, we came in pretty strong. So I was proud of that. It really highlighted you and your team. I mean, that must have been a boost for all of you. So what do you attribute that to? What are the kinds of things? How how were you approaching the business and supporting the business that, that got you to that that level of recognition? When you have a small team supporting such a large employee count, uh, there's no way that you can do everything that you want to do. And so instead, we looked at ways of how could we start to, you know, kind of pull people into these ideas and strategies on a really just low hanging fruit type of goal setting. So, you know, if it was Basically, if, if it was uh, a good idea, let's just take it and run with it. And, and it started with, honestly, rewards and recognition. So I had my small team at the time that I dug up these yard rocks out of my own yard. What was it that you dug up? They were like rocks, like, rocks, you know, the field okay. rocks, huge rocks. Field I mean, rocks. Okay, gotcha. They were gotcha. probably maybe like five pound rocks. I mean, they were substantial big rocks. Washed them off in my sink at home and I just wrote you rock on them. And then I wrote a card to every person on my team, gave them a rock and said, hey, this is your rock. Uh, this is why I appreciate what you have done for not only our team, but the people that you serve. Uh, you get to put this great rock on your desk for a week and be able to stare at it and, you know, kind of bask in that recognition. But this rock is not for you to keep. You need to pass it along to someone outside of our own department of who has made an impact here at the organization and, and look for those unsung heroes, right? The people who might not get recognition because they they might be in roles that are the unsexy of the, the organization. And so for, I mean, it was years, you started to see these rocks just go from desk to desk. And it was fun to walk around and see who had the rock that week. Did not cost anything at all. It was just energy that was created by people who really wanted a way to recognize other people. And so you didn't need a formal recognition program. Yes, we had those. We had service awards. We had all of the things. But to me, those are the most impactful moments when you are able to do something that's just completely unique and organic and not uh, scripted with a bunch of rules. And that's what made the impact. Well, it's so good. I mean, the couple of things I hear coming out of that also are just this, this how simple that is, how simple it is, and yet the impact that it can have. Because think about what that said to employees. Like, I see you. You are valuable and such a fun way to create a community of spirit across the organization. Yeah. And it also, you know, built culture, right? So then you bring new people in the organization. They're like, what's up with these rocks? <laughs> so, and, <laughs> and, you know, a new rock rock is not, that's not even, I mean, that is a, uh, I think that is actually a thing at some other organizations, <laughs> but it wasn't, are you rock rocks for fantastic and awesome. So, you know, these, these new employees would come in and they'd say, you know, they weren't the prettiest rocks either. I mean, they were not the 
they were ugly. But if you got the rock for the week, that meant you meant, you meant something to somebody and that's what made it. Yeah. So that's a great example of a grassroots idea, something simple that you helped to put into place that really had good impact. I know that you you also have talked about empowering your team. You know, when your team comes to you with an idea, you tell them to go for it. How does that how does that play out and what impact has that had? Yeah, you know, we meet every Thursday and the purpose of our meeting is to start to chunk out goals for the things that we know that we're not going to get to on a day-to-day basis. So when we meet, we talk about, first of all, we start out with a, let's talk about, you know, something positive for this week and, you know, whether it be personal or professional. And then we just go around the room and we just topic, you know, what are, what are some things that if we could, we would whatever. And we, we start to make those to-do lists and then we just start to, okay, well, let's take, let's take three of these. And if we were to do one step closer uh, to getting this done, what would it be? And so from that has been, I mean, just so many different things. For example, we're having a chili cook-off tomorrow at Legends Global Merchandise. I know other companies do chili cook-offs, but this is going to be, I can't give away the prizes, but it's pretty good. It's kind of a, kind of a you rock rock uh, mentality as well. There will be a traveling uh, trophy in quotation marks uh, that will go along with that. But again, it's all about building culture. Like who do we want to be? What do we want to be known for? And if we could, we would do X, Y, and Z. Let's just do it. Just do it. So let's reserve some time and plan to make sure that those things that are really important to us um, and therefore also will have the largest impact because we're passionate about it, get done. That's so good. Yeah. It it sounds like that chunking really helps to create a sense of it's doable. It's real. It just, it feels like it adds a lot of ease into all of the great work that everyone's doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do think that um, organizations a lot of times make these types of things too hard. There's the planning stage and then there's the approval process. And, you know, I just, if it's a good idea, let's just go with it. You know, let's, yes, there's time for us to get approvals. I mean, before we go and spend $30,000 on a party, I think we should probably bring in finance or somebody, you know, but, you know, for the most part, these ideas that people bring to the table that, hey, I would really, it would be really cool if we did this. You don't need a lot of permission for it. Just, just start doing it. Yeah. I worked in an organization one time where literally, you know, any idea had to come with a, we call them one pagers. And it was kind of a joke across the organization. Like, oh my God, I got to work on a one pager. But it was so, I mean, and it really, it stifled innovation and creativity because you had to sit down and fill out this crazy paperwork on sharing an idea. Exactly. And by the time you write that one pager, you're probably already burnt out. I mean, then that makes you question the whole thing. Well, yeah, ideas didn't get shared because of that for certain. Now there was, I will say on the flip side, I mean, some good things, it made you think critically about the why behind it. And the, so, so, and so that's still built into the process, right? I mean, you're such a business person at heart and you're thinking about what's going to have the biggest impact of the, into the business, but you're just taking the bureaucracy out of it. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, before we started to have these Thursday meetings, uh, strategizing session, we actually took time 
And as a team, as our own team that operates within our company, you know, what is our vision? What are our values? How do they align with the company's values? What is our mission? And then what does success look like? And as long as these ideas don't contradict that, then we're going to run with it. But yeah, I mean, I do think it's it's important to be aligned. But, you know, if process is prohibiting innovation, then it's a missed opportunity. Can you give us an example of, I so because what I hear in that is like not falling on your sword if it doesn't unfold the way in which you thought or it, it isn't carried out in the way you had hoped? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I can think of any time that, um, you know, we did something that was to be a positive culture impact that fell flat necessarily. There are some things that, you know, maybe come out of it that we reflect back and say, okay, well, maybe we should have chosen a better time to do this. Or, you know, maybe it was a, um, you know, just a make sure that maybe next time, even the distributions list that we we use to invite um, people to this event, we were respectful of their workloads and volumes and or maybe we used the wrong distribution list. I don't remember. You know, it was more of a, anytime that I got some negative feedback, it usually was with the, hey, to improve this going forward, how about we do X, Y, and Z, rather than don't ever do that again. I don't think I've ever been told don't ever do that again, because usually the result of it was so, first of all, cost-effective, because when you're grassroots some of these ideas, uh, usually they don't have a budget attached to it. So they're, they're relatively inexpensive, but also the energy that it creates afterwards, it's hard to argue with. So, so yes, we've tweaked along the way. Usually it's either timing or maybe more so of just like timing. Hey, maybe we should have had this event during lunch or later in the day so that, you know, more employees would participate. Well, but it feels like because it's nimble and you're trying things, it, it feels like that there's the pressure isn't as great around, like it's not about getting it exactly right. Like there's that doesn't even make sense, right? It's about trying something to move the business forward. Exactly. And then also bringing in people who are the naysayers, right? So, you know, having them be part of the solution versus just, you know, taking it for the negative feedback that you might get. But yeah, I mean, there's there's been times where somebody has come to my office and said, hey, the last time that we did this, then, you know, it wasn't well received by, you know, so-and-so. And I said, you know what? You should be on the committee. That kind of feedback is fantastic. What a great idea. During our next meeting, I'd love for you to share that is so good. You are someone who is bringing people together. I mean, that that's what I hear across all of these examples as well, is there's a lot of empowerment. There's a lot of encouragement for people to step up. And so it's, it's facilitating connection. It's facilitating leadership. And that's the, I think that is the, with HR in particular, you know, leaders sometimes will say, you know, all, all of these people type of things, oh, it needs to go through HR. And that's great. But it is more impactful, the wider spread you can get people to be part of these leading these types of initiatives. And I say that so it's like, yes, it would be great if we had, um, you know, somebody dedicated to uh, community outreach. Who are my people who are really, really passionate about that? And so I'll go find some 
people and put together a, a subcommittee and say, okay, you know, uh, here's kind of the test. What are your thoughts? That way it's not so burdened sometimes. I think HR gets bogged down in that we have all of this responsibility, plus we're supposed to be these change agents for, you know, the better good of the workplace culture. And really, it's more effective when you get outside of HR. We can drive it. But if if everybody's buying in and you have people from across the organization who want to be a part of something, uh, that is huge. Absolutely huge. Yes. Like removing that burden. That's such a great way. I'd never thought of it that way, but that's such a great way to think about it is like, you don't have to carry that and you're going to be way more effective when you don't carry it, when you share it, when you facilitate leadership, when you facilitate connection. Exactly. I mean, you find the people who are passionate in that area and then you just help to drive the conversation and, you know, they go out and they do what they do best because that natural energy will translate into what they bring to the table. So it's far more impactful. Well, and HR is the business because the business is the talent and the people in the business. And so you're, that's what, that's exactly what you're doing, right? Is you're, you're facilitating and lifting them up. Well, everybody wants to be part of a winning team, right? So when you start to see that you're winning and that all of a sudden that in of itself creates its own buzz, right? So for example, we put together an ambassador committee here at Legends Global Merchandise, very similar to what they've had in the past as far as, you know, event planning. And that certainly is a lane that, you know, some people have chosen to drive in. But what's even better is that people are starting to see change and they're asking like, how can I get involved? And then, so my immediate question is, okay, well, what are you passionate about? Because, you know, the ambassador committee is uh, focusing on these, these few topics, but if you have something else that you want to bring to the table, let's sure come on board and let's see what you got. And let's start, you know, to build that energy around those initiatives as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I would synthesize all of this as like all of the things that you've done, throughout your career. You know, I would describe all of these as ideas for how to create a strategic HR brand. You talked about the grassroots efforts. You've talked about letting people run with their good ideas, not hindering creativity and innovation. You've talked about the low-hanging fruit, you know, and and when someone says like, "Hey, this is something we should do." Saying, "Yeah, you should go do that." <laughs> you've talked about trying things and then asking for forgiveness when it doesn't quite go as planned. Are there other other things that you would highlight that have been, as you reflect on the, the brands you've created within organizations, anything else? The only thing else that I would say is that, you know, you don't see this overnight. It is a it is a day by day work towards something type of mentality. And so you're in it for the marathon, not the sprint. So I think a lot of times, um, especially HR people, they, you know, they internalize, like, I don't see, I'm not seeing progress fast enough. At least that's for me. You know, I like to see the wins, but you know, you're not going to get a win every day, but you will start to build that over time. And then the more people who you bring involved in that process, the faster then it starts to grow. And then you do start to see it a lot more frequently. So I would say, you know, if you can't stop thinking about it, don't stop working for it. But yeah, I mean, it is it is a be patient, but it happens. Yeah. If you can't stop thinking about it, don't stop working towards it, but also recognizing that it happens over time. So balancing that with patience. 
Oh, that's so good. Carrie, thank you so much. I so appreciate you sharing your your journey, your stories. I've got lots of good takeaways around how to create a strategic HR brand. So thank you for that. If our listeners want to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? You can connect with me on LinkedIn. That's probably the best. Carrie Baird, B-A-I-R-D. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast to never miss a being at work story.